OMG, it's OMD. Hello, Dory. <laughs> Hi. We haven't done that in a while. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, starting off with misheard lyrics of that song. Right. Mm-hmm. It says it's 8.15 and that's the time it's always been. Misheard lyric, it's 8.15 and time to eat my jelly bean. I mean, it's a, really? It's that's, a song about a that, bomb. Come on. It's a song about a bomb. <laughs> I, got, I got a little bit carried away because as we're coming and listening to that song, I was like, oh, it is it about the atomic bomb, right? That was the Enola Gay. But then I got sidetracked yeah, by well, seeing... Well, I think well, the Enola Gay was the plane that dropped the bombs. Right, exactly. Sorry, you're right. So yes, Enola yes. Gay, just so you know, it was a bomber mm-hmm. that carried Little Boy, the first atomic bomb to yes. be used um, on Hiroshima. So, on Hiroshima, yes. Anti-protest song. I got sidetracked. And did I tell you that at my kid's school, they learned, because they were learning about World War II in history, oh. and the teacher played them the song in class. I mean, have I chosen the right school for my kid or what? You know what just I mean? want to say that. I just want to point that out. You know what I mean? Using <laughs> 80s music as learning aids. Who would have thunk it? It actually reminds me. <laughs> We need to set up that interview. Some guy, they contact us. He wrote a book, but he writes these books, these self-help books for management training, but based on things he learned from 80s movies, right? And they contacted oh, us. Yes. Yes, remember? Yes. And they contacted us a while we ago. We need to do that. Yeah, remember, it was like we're talking about the 80s university and all the different subjects we'd have, but he did it. So we need to talk to him because I read the book. I read some of the books. Mm. They're pretty good. Parts of the books. I mm. looked at the cover notes cool. of the books <laughs> before we interview or read them. <laughs> you are aware that there is a book out there in the universe. I, I know what books are. <laughs> <laughs> you can spell the word book. <laughs> <laughs> what I cannot spell, what book I cannot spell is the word encyclopedia. My God. Mm. Oh, you need That's when you need a, any self-help spelling tool autocorrect. That's a mm. hard word to spell. And and that's how we got through school. We didn't have teachers playing us cool 80s songs in school. We had to play our own cool 80s songs when we were in school. Exactly. We had to use encyclopedias at the library. So why are Dory and I talking about encyclopedias? <laughs> Besides the fact that this is a retro show and we talk about old shit. But <laughs> Dory is selling and she's mm. not doing door-to-do. And well, door-to-do trying, and trying to. Trying to sell. Trying to sell. Trying to sell. I actually got I, I sent a picture of this. Okay, so I am trying to sell an old set of encyclopedias. It is the set of encyclopedias that I used when I was a kid when I didn't go to the library because I did not have Britannica, which was the zenith of yes. encyclopedias. Yes. Like it was the set you needed to have, but Britannica was very expensive. And I inherited a set of encyclopedias from my grandfather. I mean, they probably were written Whoa. in 19 foot sick. Let's go with 1930 something. And <laughs> they are so old. My God. But they did come in handy. I actually remember using them for various projects over the years. But now I feel like I need to sell them because honestly, what am I going to do with them? They, they literally gathering dust. I sent a picture of them to um, a rare books and like a, a, bo- a bookstore, a very famous bookstore in Johannesburg that sells many things, including sets of encyclopedias. And I got such a rude reply from them. Really? In the rudest way, telling me there is absolutely no interest in your set of encyclopedias. No, we will not be able to sell this. You know, book, book, let me book people. I'll tell you about book people. (laughs) 
You know, what you just said does not surprise me at all. Book people are so, oh, I've got my books. I don't need snobbish. people. Snobbish. Right? So snobbish. It's like, oh, excuse me, old bookstore. I'm sorry that I like mm. assumed that you might want to buy some old books. Like, okay. Yes. I'm sure they get it all the time. I'm sure they get it all the time. Hey, I've got these books. I'm sure they're worth something. Mm. Like, things are only worth what they are to, worth mm. to you. But I mean, don't be a snob yes. about it. Just go... Like, no, 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 thank you. We are busy, like sorting out our inventory at this time instead of being a book knob. Don't be a book knob. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But. So I'll tell you what else I found when I found my old set of encyclopedias, because it's it's related, but it brings me back to a story from the 80s and and our old friend CNA. (laughs) I found one book of a set of encyclopedias and it was. Oh my God, really bad, cheap set called Funk and Wagnalls or Funk and Wagnalls, depending on how you want to say so, it. So this is the cheap, what, a cheap set of encyclopedias you found? Oh, they were, well, no, so just the first volume of it, right? Okay. And I was thinking, why is there only one book of this and why does it look so shit? And then I, remem- I remembered that when I was a kid, Remember, my mom used to take me to CNA every week to get my number one magazine, remember? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And CNA was doing a promotion. They were obviously trying to sell this new set of encyclopedias that was obviously like, for those who can't afford Britannica, look, we have something for you. And the first one as a promotional item was like, I don't know, two rand or something. It was like ridiculously cheap. It was, it was insane, right? So the first one was like, oh, yeah, try this. And then if you like it, you can buy the rest, but they're going to be way more expensive. Yeah. So, of course, my mom was like, oh, why not? Let's take that. And then I looked at it and I was like, this is shit. So we didn't buy anymore. <laughs> but I still have this first volume, but the they, first book of the set. <laughs> they always did that, though. They do a book, they do like a series yeah. and go, oh, the first one's like yeah. a rand. Oh, that's brilliant. And then, but the, you got yeah. to get 10 and you got to complete them. Oh, by the way, the other nine are a thousand rand. <laughs> now you're like, I'm in. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Literally, I think it was, and I mean, I actually vaguely remember that. The first one was, like I said, I think maybe between two and five rand. And the rest were like 60 rand each yeah. or something like that. Yeah. They'd, Which they'd, in that time was actually very expensive for a for a book. No, it's, you know? that, that's, a expensive. that's a lot of yeah. money. That's a lot of money. They get yeah. you. They got me. The last time they got me was on a Night Rider collectible. So it was like... It wasn't oh. popular mechanics, but it was a popular mechanics type of magazine. And they were going, oh, no, mm. you can build week by week by collecting this magazine a kit, <gasps> right? A little model kit. Mm-hmm. So the first yep. four or five are like- A kit of kit. A kit kit, right? A kit of kit. And then a I'd wear kit. a socket a kit, kit, kit and wear, eat a Kit Kat. <laughs> so in my kit, build a Kit Kit while eating a Kit Kat, right? With me. So, <laughs> I am funny enough, actually. Okay, you got it. So the first five, I exactly do. that. Oh, I'm going to build kit. And then it's like, the first magazine's quite thick. Then they start, it's basically a pamphlet. And it's like synopsis of different stories and like little factoids about Knight Rider. But the first yeah. like edition you get, okay, like you'll get the side panel of kit. So I won the door, whatever, that's cool. The second one, you yeah. get a light. The third one, you get a sticker. Oh, these guys are screwing me. These guys are screwing me. The fourth one, which wow. is still like the cheap one, you get like a rear view mirror. The fifth one, suddenly you get yeah. like Michael Knight. Oh, by the way, thousand rand. Fucking hate it when they do that. It's bullshit. 
What? But that's ridiculous. That's what they. No, I'm lying. That's that's obviously me over exaggerating. But that's what they did. It's like they got you bit by bit, give you a lot, then little bits, and the first expensive one. They it's called marketing, and it sucks. And the Encyclopedia Britannica. So we had right. We had that, and it because you know people remember encyclopedia salespeople used to go door to door with the encyclopedias. They just like walk around with box like yes, bags, right? Yes. Selling encyclopedias. Yes. We I know. Imagine what, how horrible that job was. I mean, Shame. yeah, just like just big arm on the right hand side, little skinny left hand arm carrying that around. But I remember <laughs> one of the teachers in our school was also like one of these salesmen. So I think salespeople. So sold like school teacher yeah. and then like also sold the books. And we got like we were high rolling. We got children's Brit- Britannica and the adult Britannica. Yes. But I think we must have got like the latest print ones because the edges of the papers, gold, gold pages. So when you looked at them, they were just gold, like mm-hmm. a book of golden knowledge. Oh, how many things mm. did I learn? But I love gold edged. I love them though. Yes. I loved encyclopedias. I used to the smell of them. Oh my word. Mm. And I used to sit like every day going like, oh, what do I like today? Oh, today I like mythology. So I always read and there's so much on mythology. I was like, do they have stuff about the NBA? True as God, they had about the NBA, like a, as current as mm. it was. So that was our set. Mm. What can you do with a book, a set of encyclopedias now? This is what Dory's asking. Because you got, so if anyone's listening to this, goes, I want, not only do I want old encyclopedias, I want very old encyclopedias. <laughs> okay. I, I am calling them vintage, by the way, on all the ads on Marketplace, etc. I'm calling them, it's calling it a vintage set of encyclopedias. You are not going to learn anything from these books. It is a collector's item. What's the most you know what I mean? up-to-date like, thing like, in them? What's the most up-to-date? Like, when were they printed? Oh, God, dude, I have, I have no idea. And like I said, I mean, I don't even have them with me. So I, re- I seem to remember they were printed somewhere in the 1930s. Oh, so they won't even have TV so, in them. They won't even have TV. Dude, they won't even have World War Two. They won't even have World War Two. <laughs> World War One, kind of like finishes, but we're over that now. It's not going to happen again. <laughs> and it never happened again. Ta-da! Oh my God! So many ninety years, ninety-two years of missing information. Holy shit! The novelty value alone. Dory, I'm kind of with the bookshop. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've, I've turned. <laughs> Those are old ass books. Oh, holy shit. That is fantastic. I, I did not realize they're that old. And now I'm. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I might be wrong. But they belong to my grandfather. Yeah. And my aunt and mother used them when they were in school. Holy and I shit. mean, that was the 50s. So and they they already existed. They're like he didn't didn't buy them for them when they were in school. So I'm assuming they were written in around the 30s or the 40s. But I might be wrong completely. You know, I will correct myself next week, like we corrected ourselves on Catherine Elmond last time. Hey. I will correct myself next week. I will give you. I will go and check out exactly when they were printed and come back with not a factoid, but a fact. No, you must come back with a, f- a fact. Oh my God. It's actually, you know, when you think <laughs> about that, so now like, I mean, because now that shows you how little the curriculum changed, that you could go for 40 odd years, 50 years learning mm. from the same book, right? 
I literally managed to do projects with these books when I when I was in school. So in the eighties, in the eighties yeah. and very very early nineties, I managed to use these books. But it just shows you how much information we're flooded with now that you could like go uh, yeah fifty years. It's fine. All right. Uh, not much, not much updates. Yeah, bit of a TV, but I don't know if it'll work. World War Two squ- skirmish. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm actually seeing yeah, in 2020, in 2020, Encyclopedia Britannica released the all new children's encyclopedia. What we know and what we don't know. Mm. I like that. I think kids should have books. It shouldn't always be online. They yeah, should but have. If you actually look on the interweb, people are selling old sets of Britannica for. Like 30,000 rand. You know what I'm saying? People are selling old sets of encyclopedias for tons of money. So I got all excited thinking, ooh, hello, holiday. No, no, no. No, no, no one wants my encyclopedia. You, you don't have the one with the and gold. Britannica, you will pay 30,000 rand for a set of Britann- like old Britannicas. With the golden edges. I've got to find those. Of course. God, we had golden <laughs> edges, golden pages of knowledge, Dory. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, so listen. Golden if, nuggets. If anybody wants to buy Dory's encyclopedias, look, we don't use the show for that. Not quite frankly, we do. But if anybody wants to buy Dory's encyclopedias, are you willing to, is there a cash offer? Do you have an amount in your mind? Or are you willing to swap it for something equally as interesting? You know what I mean? Maybe we do that. I, I don't know. Like maybe somebody has something. So I, say, I will swap it for a Michael Knight kit car. <laughs> okay, that's something. So what do you have mm-hmm. that's equally as worthless as Dory's 100-year-old encyclopedias? <laughs> Can we do that? If, if you don't get a sale, obviously I want you to make a sale. I, I am open to all offers at okay. this point. <laughs> open to all offers. Do not put that on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate Facebook. I cannot, I cannot navigate that, that place. You'll post something. So we're selling a um, a compactum, you know, the baby compactum that we had. Like it's 10 years old, 10, 12 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my goodness, dude, that's very old. <laughs> right? But we've been like using it as like an extra cupboard in the spare room. It's time I can, I have got to get rid of this thing. Yeah, yeah. So put on yeah, Facebook yeah. Marketplace, so whatever. Do you do you chill your beers in the in the bath, the baby bath? Oh, that's, we actually don't <laughs> have the baby bath. Where's the baby bath? It's a brilliant oh. idea. That's a brilliant no, idea. That's what we did with our baby bath for years after, you know, my baby had outgrown the, outgrown the baby bath. We used to use it when people came over for bras. We'd fill it with ice and chill beers and stuff in it. That's, that's, what outst- we did with it. that's outstanding. But they little, they're small, <laughs> so you can't use big beers. It's got to be like little beers. No, we had a big one. Oh, we had a biggish one. Good. It wasn't too small. Okay, good. Yeah. No, we, we never did that. But because you're selling a compactum, say, compactum, here's the bras, whatever. We were like, do you have baby clothes? Do you have, I was like, no, I'm selling that. Like, why would you, oh God, I hate Facebook Marketplace. I can't, don't even, don't even get me started. That being said, I did manage to sell two items on Facebook Marketplace recently. And one person didn't even ask to negotiate. It was a very easy sell. The other one was impossible at trying to negotiate. And it was already like, this is the best price. You will not, there is no negotiation on this price. And she was like, oh, but I'm driving from far. I'm like, that's not my problem. Exactly. Like. Either you want it or you don't. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So Dory is yeah, open to any can... offers of stuff. Look around. Maybe you got <laughs> something. You don't know what, what's got novelty value for us. You really don't know. Maybe you, you got one of those weird like store mannequins from the 80s, you know, 
the ones that had the eyelashes and yes. shit like that. Maybe you got one of those around your the house. The one that comes to life at night. Oh, the one God. that comes to life yeah, when you're not looking. Young Kim Cattrall, I'll I'll take the chance. I'll put it out in lightning storms. Maybe you got that and you go, oh, nobody will want this creepy as shit thing with the eyelashes. <laughs> and maybe you want it. It's like that, what was that pub um, that was in Linden that you had your f- birthday at? Oh, that's such a odd, weird Oh, place. Amuse Cafe. Oh, my yeah. word. I drive, oh, they had it, such cool oh, stuff. He had weird yeah. shit like that there. Gone too soon, that place, I think. That place was fantastic. Oh, I miss it terribly. I miss it terribly. <laughs> I love the drive Rest past in peace, Amuse Cafe. It's a sex shop now, I think. It's a sex shop and a weed I shop. I think it was kind of a sex shop before, is, but no, yes, thank now it's one. <laughs> 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 now they got the signs. Okay, probably. Dory... <laughs> You did something mm-hmm. you said you're not going to do, or you were confused to do, or we agreed you're not going to do. I was torn to do. Quantum Leap. They reboot it. <sighs> mm-hmm. So Dory watches the first episode. She's not into it. We decided, mm. look, let's just wait for Sam Beckett buzz to hit the internet. Then we watch that one because we know then he's crossed over and they found Sam Beckett. Remember Quantum Leap? TV show, right. guy gets stuck in an infinite time loop. He appears in different places, not as himself. He's got to get out of them. He's just stuck in time. He cannot get back to time, right? So they reboot this. Not Sam Beckett. Same project, same thing. And Dory's been watching. Explain yourself, Dory. Well, I watched the first one. Was not impressed, as we discussed. And was like, do I watch? the other one and then I happened to have the other one on my laptop and there happened to be no electricity and I thought eh, let's give it a go I actually laughed so much and not because it was supposed to be funny it was so bad and I actually think I look at the, I look at this episode and I go do the creators of this not look at it and go wow guys this is embarrassing we can't put this out to the world It's so embarrassing. But here's the worst part. I'm going to tell you why it was so bad. But the worst part is the hint, the hint that it's about finding Sam continues in the second one. And it's even stronger in the second episode that this is where they are headed, is locating Sam. I call bullshit on them. So? I call bullshit on them. I think it's a ruse. I think it's a ruse. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm now very much torn about watching any further. But episode two was so bad because he's in space. He has leapt to a space shuttle. They are in space and it's supposed to be zero gravity. And they try and fake zero gravity. I can't even explain it. They try and fake the fact that there's zero gravity by he's standing and holding on to things as if he were very much in large inverted commas floating. Oh God. But he's not, he's clearly standing. Clearly. And then you see him move and he clearly just runs. <laughs> but he's supposed to be floating from one side of the ship to the other. And, and, and he just we're runs. Not, <laughs> and, listen, we're not talking about like some renegade oh network God. YouTube oh service. God. This is Hulu. Hulu is owned by Disney, okay? No, isn't it MSNBC? Oh, still, NBC, they're not. CakeNet, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, I think it's MSNBC. Oh, my God. And uh, it starts with 
one of the guys is literally upside down. Like, you know, like holding onto this, I don't know, like a steel ladder type thing in the spaceship. And he is upside down, but he's clearly like moved himself to be upside down and someone's possibly even holding his legs at the top out off screen. Who knows? But the point is he is upside down. So it's like, so you're like, oh, oh, it's supposed to be zero gravity. But then the other guy's just clearly standing float, like kind of moving across. And then there's a scene where they're outside. He's doing a spacewalk and he launches himself from one ship to another. And of course, manages to just land on the other ship with instead of flying into space and dying which is what would happen in real life i'm assuming like you can't just propel yourself to where you want to go you see this i I have so bad i have no time for this because surely at some point like you you make something and you got big budgets and you look at it and somebody's looking at it Mm. understand there's time pressures you got to cut corners whatever 4k is is unforgiving Right, if you do not have your shit together on 4K cameras, it's going to show. But surely, at some point, you're doing something like that, and you go, "There's a TikTok filter we can use here, guys." <laughs> like, honestly, TikTok's got spaceman filters. I mean, really? Just use that. Really? <laughs> I mean, it can't look worse. Oh, guys, use a green screen and lie on a table so it looks like you're floating. For goodness' sake, exactly. they've done it for for decades. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh God, Dory! You know, yeah, no, so cheap, so cheap, so bad. So why do you I just, keep I watching? I, I can't. Like, I, I get it. Okay, now, now listen. If you're living no, in another I think I'm country, stop. I think I'm going to stop. So I'm going to stop because yes. even even if they're working towards getting Sam home, it's it's just going to be shit. not worth it. I don't care. It's not worth it. You see, no, it's not going to be worth it. Like, I have to understand. We, to, to, we have to explain, right? If you're living in another country, to understand this concept of load shedding, where we have blackouts, I know we got listeners yeah. in England, you guys are being threatened with it. We've got a lot of, we're starting to see lots of listeners from Ireland, ex-South Africans listen, and they'll remember this. So you kind of could get caught out by load shedding, you're not quite ready, something's not backed up, whatever, and you go, oh no, I need to keep myself entertained, what have I got downloaded? And your criteria mm. for watching something is very low. Because like, oh, well, I, I mean, Ooh, you know. So low. Because I need to watch something. But surely, Dory, <laughs> surely. Yeah. Oh, no. No. I won't do it again. I'm, I'm not, I've, I've already decided it's, it's not going to happen. Dory, I'm plugged into the geek ecosystem, right? If Sam Beckett appears mm-hmm. on Quantum Leap, we will know instantly, right? You'll tell me. You yes. will let me know. Yes. And then. And we- then I might watch that minute yes. of that episode because you, you know what <laughs> they're going to do let me tell you this story they're going to string you along until the last five minutes of the last episode of the season and then you're going to see a man with a hat walk around a corner implied <gasps> that it's him because it's not even going to be it's not even going to be that's what i'm telling and you. i literally can't remember his name <laughs> exactly you see it's it's a ruse it's disgusting and that is exactly what's going to happen last second might even be a post credit scene you'll see a man with a hat and you go well it has to be him i'm definitely watching season two and they're going to string you along for the whole of season two scott bacula it's not going to be scott bacula <laughs> no oh is that who you couldn't remember i thought you couldn't remember the new guy <laughs> is he no, is he you got to remember his name what's his name big fan you are dory I know it broke yeah. your heart. Sam Beckett never got home. 
It's fine. We're okay mm. with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. going to move on with my life. Yeah. I will deal with it in therapy. Exactly, exactly. Or, or there's more important things in life. He went away mm. and he's staying away. And if, if Scott mm. Bakula has any sense in his head, and I'm sure he's invested well. I'm sure he's invested well. He doesn't need to do this. He doesn't need to make an appearance. So I've just got to tell you, no. stop watching no. it. Stop mm -hmm. watching it and start watching our movie recommendations for this week. Great movies last <laughs> week. Heavenly Kids, Soul Man. More, less a movie recommendation and more study in bad taste. <laughs> study in how times have changed. <laughs> no, I don't even think so. I cannot imagine a time when that movie was okay. <laughs> Maybe 90 I mean, days. we knew it wasn't okay in the 80s. We knew. Yeah, we knew. We knew. See Thomas, see Thomas's howler. That's that's what mm. that's all about. Right. What do you have for us this week? See Thomas Howler. What did you call him? The man who is a verb. What? The man who is a, a, a full sentence. Yes. He's both a hunk and a command. <laughs> <laughs> I have a movie this week that. I think you're going to be disappointed to hear what I have to say about it. And I'm going to, I'm going to sound like a grumpy old person this whole episode because I'm just complaining about all the bad things I've watched last as, as week. Dory, as you must, we the generation that listens to the show understands that. We've had enough. Mm, <laughs> we hoped for yeah, better. There, there are no participation trophies on this show. No. I tell it like it is. Exactly. You're going to have to just toughen up no. and take it. No. But, Paula, I don't think you're going to be happy to hear – what movie I am not happy with. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We watched Weird, the El Yankovic story. Uh, fucking Harry Potter. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Potter. Yep. <laughs> yep. So the whole family settles down to watch this movie. We're so excited. It, it was gotten by nefarious means because we do not have Roku. We all, but uh, like say, I say, it is available if like, you know, if you have the means. It is available. Like I say, we're all adults. We all understand how the internet works. Okay. Yes. That's right. Okay. Yes. So we all sit down, so excited. Oh, we're gonna watch this movie. My family loved it. Absolutely loved it. Think I'm insane because I did not love it, and I have been trying to figure out because we watched it on Sunday night. So yeah, I've been trying to figure out this whole week. Why didn't I love it? There's a few things. It was not what I was expecting. I, I don't know why, but for some reason I was expecting a proper biopic. It is not so a proper biopic. You might it is get a parody. Yes. <laughs> so this is what I want okay. to so I didn't know it was out yet. And just by the way, um, yes. anyone who wanting to pirate this, Weird Al Yankovic is encouraging fans. Weird Al encourages fans who can't get Roku to pirate his new movie. So he's mm. allowing it. So he said you can do it. Mm. So don't feel bad. Um, so okay. what I want to ask you, I Dari, don't feel bad, but okay. <laughs> what I want to ask you, Dari, just on that, and I'm mm. sure you'll get into it because I've got a weird feeling. This movie wasn't meant to be a parody because th this was in the oh, no, works for ages was. and it took forever okay. to come out the block. So I have a feeling they try to make a serious bar pick reached a point where they said it's not working and then turned it into a parody of these of biopics. Be and that's what I'm so, interested to know. Yeah, so it does start out as a normal biopic. It starts out as a very normal film. Look, 
Daniel Radcliffe's annoying. I can't I can't explain it. He annoys me. I didn't hate the Harry Potter films. I didn't I don't hate him, but he is just annoying. I can't explain why. To me, he is annoying. So I don't love him in the first place, but it was like, oh yeah, you're doing it, you're doing it well, you're doing it, it's fine. And it starts out as a proper biopic. Yes, it's a bit silly, but it starts out as like a normal movie. And then it all of a sudden takes a turn. And you're like, what is happening? What is going on? And it's almost confusing. And I was like, and from then on, I was like, oh, I was like kind of, you know, thrown. My whole my whole universe was thrown. And I was like, oh, I don't, this feels wrong. My family were just like, oh, this is great. We're loving this. I, I don't understand them. And, and then you realize, okay, it's a parody. And then even if you switch your mindset to, okay, it's a parody, it's still not great. There are there are very fine moments. Don't get me wrong. There are very clever moments, but overall, I feel like it didn't know what it needed to be. And I actually found mm-hmm. a review online that agrees with me on one of my favorite websites, Vulture. Right. Vulture is a great site. Yeah, they yeah. do very good reviews. And the Vulture review literally says the Weird Al Yankovic story should have been weirder. And I was like, what do they mean? So then I started reading the review and I was like, yes, yes, yes. This is exactly what this, this is it. This person gets me. This person is in the same brain as me about this movie. It was not weird enough for you to realize it was a parody at first because it was so normal at first. And then it gets so weird so suddenly that it just throws you off. And then it's just stupid. The rest of the movie is just stupid with moments of intense, clever comedy thrown in. And the reviewer on on Vulture says, they probably laughed out loud at like five minutes of the movie because parts of it are so funny. Okay. But the rest is just what the fuck, basically. The rest is a what the fuck experience. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Cost, an they, amazing cast. An amazing cast. They flipped it. I'm telling you, they flipped it halfway through. I don't know, hey. I don't know. Because let's assume that the script was written beforehand. It's clearly a parody but only from about 20 minutes in <laughs> it's clearly a parody and the way it like kind of flip, flips and suddenly goes oh my god this is not what i think it is is so weird and so strange and so hectic that it's like huh what i i, I just i can't explain why i didn't like it i want to ask you i can appreciate it i can appreciate it but i did not enjoy it so are you a weird al yankovic fan I am. I mean, I wouldn't call myself a super fan. I know his big hits. I wouldn't say I listened to him, you know, recreationally for fun. I appreciated his big hits when I heard them on the radio. I I, th- I think he's very clever. I think his songs are very funny. Um, and don't get me wrong. It's like I enjoy parody movies. I mean, this the one review that I read actually compared this to Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Oh, no. I don't know if you've seen that. That oh. is that, hilarious. That is hilarious. That that is that a parody is a of great movie. Yeah. No, that is a great parody. You cannot compare this movie to that because it does not reach that level of sophistication of parody. So then But it's almost like I'll tell you what it is. This movie is a parody of that parody. Okay. It's like one level down. Here's the next thing I want to ask you. You know what I'm saying? Here's the next thing I want to ask you. Weird Al mm. Yankovic, you can call him a lot of things. Sexy is mm. not one of them. You know, even if you find no. funny guys sexy, like really. How no, much... No, but I mean, that's that's the parody in the movie, is that he's pretending to be this, like, you know, 
rock god or whatever and like madonna is crazy for him and like falls in love with him and gets obsessed with him and that's that is the parody that is what makes it funny it's like well he knows he's not all that and it's ridiculous that madonna would be obsessed with him that's what's funny about it because like there's two things i've spoken about it before there's two things right firstly weird al yankovic Mm. is not sexy and every photo i see of this the Daniel Radcliffe Radcliffe um, interpretation of him has a shirt off, and then Daniel Radcliffe is not sick. He's a little boy, and I'm so, I'm a short dude. Yeah, that's a little. He's a little boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean that's that's one of the first sexy. things that I that's one of the first things that I complained about. We start watching the movie, and I'm like, how can they cast Daniel Radcliffe? He's too short. Yeah, and they're like, and my family are like, so what? I'm like, no, it's important. That's what it's made, important because that's what made Weird yeah. Al funny Weird because Al he was tall. so long and. <laughs> He almost like playing his accordion, kind of like he wasn't in control of mm. his body. Like then, and again, again, is that just bad or is it the parody? You can't tell. You can't tell. Is it a bad choice or is it the parody? And that's, I guess, is the whole thing of the movie. It's like, is that stupid or is it the parody? Is that a mistake or is it the parody? Like it's almost unclear, almost the entire way through. So then, I want to ask you, um, mm. even Rachel Wood, she plays Madonna in this. We've spoken about yeah. the Madonna multiverse. How is she? Yeah. How is she as Madonna? I mean, she's. I suppose she's good. It's a. It's a very over the top parody of Madonna. Yeah, like it's seen the pictures. It's Madonna times a thousand yeah. in some ways, and in other ways, it's completely not Madonna. It's. I, look, I think she did a good job. I don't think. I don't think anyone could have done a better job. Okay. Oh, I really am struggling to say something positive. <laughs> okay. I am. I just, the whole movie just bothered me. It just bothered me. And then the ending is really good. The ending is so funny and so clever. And so it almost redeemed it for me. I was like, oh, okay. But then I was like, eh, but, but eh. Okay. And Rain so- Wilson is in it and he is very funny, but he's almost like, I don't know the character that he's supposed to be playing. Maybe if I knew who he is parodying okay. i would appreciate it more i don't know so here's two options here okay i'm gonna you can either watch this right weird the al, the al yankovic story there is a funny or die skit called the weird al yankovic story because like 10 15 minutes we can go hunt around the internet to find that or you can watch weird al yankovic's only movie uhf which should we do should hmm. we rather watch so UHF the thing. than this? Oh, I don't know. But th- that is the other thing that was mentioned in the one review was that the movie did not go beyond the funny or die skit. And that's okay. why it fails. Oh, okay. Basically. So. It's a skit. It's not a movie. So rather watch UHF, rather watch all of Weird Al's music videos. And if Definitely sometimes. Definitely rather watch his music videos. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> I'm zero surprised. I'm zero surprised because but I would love your opinion. So please watch it and let me know because you might completely disagree with me. Oh, I don't know. I think you're a bigger fan of the music and the person. So, but you that's why I pref- won't like you it. like silly things more than I like silly things. Okay. So okay. I'd love your opinion. Weird Al says, says that I can pirate it. So that's what I'll be doing. He even suggests VPNs that you can do. Yeah. So um, that's what mm. I'll be doing. I'm glad you said I like silly things, Dory, because <laughs> is that a good segue into your movie of the week it's called the segue people that's what's called the segue so <laughs> i 
realized the other day, we've done very few to probably none uh, of John Candy's movies, right? Mm. So I'm like, mm. oh, why haven't we've we? We've done some though. We have done some. I'm kind of going through the list here and I don't think so because he did planes, trains and automobiles. I know we did that ages ago. Great outdoors, we didn't do. Mm. Okay, he wasn't, she's having a baby. Cannonball fever didn't do. Uncle Buck which is one of, you know, so John Candy is actually- You've done Uncle Buck. Have I done Uncle Buck? Okay, cool. So I've done one. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let me go see. Well, thank God. I looked at my list, this list. What movies were John Candy in? Ooh, boy. And then I found this movie. I was like, oh, my God. I have not thought about that movie since one second after watching it. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh boy. Let me take you back. 1988, this movie comes out. I probably saw it maybe two to three years later. Walk into the video store um, and I see a movie and I go, oh my God, what are you talking about? Here is a movie starring one of my favorite people at this moment in time, Zed mm -hmm. from Police Academy. Do you remember Zed? Oh, uh, yes. Cadet Zed, Bobcat Goldthwaite. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to attempt to do it, but if you know Police Academy, he came in Police Academy, I think two, he came in two already. He was a criminal, they arrested him, and then he went good. He became a cop, but he was that guy with a wild screaming voice. If you cannot remember Bobcat Goldthwaite, I'm sorry, this isn't the show for you. I mean, then, then this is not the show for you, honestly. No. So... This movie now stars him in the lead role. I was like, oh, what are you telling my like 10 year old brain is happening here? <laughs> Give me one of those <laughs> straight into my veins. So dash home mm. to watch this movie. Mm. So this movie stars Bobcat Goldthwaite and he's a yes. bit, his family's rich. He's a bit of a weirdo, right? He's, he's Bobcat. He's Bobcat Goldthwaite. And um, his dad, who's quite successful, got a brokerage firm, got, wipes his hands on him, says, you'll never be good at business. His mom's got a, obviously a soft spot for him. She passes away and leaves him uh, her shares in this brokerage firm and a horse. <laughs> a horse, sorry. Okay. Right? Okay. The rich family, rich people okay. have horses. So now he goes, and this is where John Candy comes in. What role would you imagine? Because now he's, he wants to get the horse back to the farm because he's like, I can't look, live off the horse. I live in the city. What am I going to do with the horse? What role do you think John Candy plays in this film, Dory? You know, where do you think he The horse? John Candy voices <laughs> the horse. <laughs> it's a talking horse. John Candy is a horse called Don. He is the voice of a horse called Don. Bobcat Goldthwaite discovers that this horse can talk, goes, holy shit, this horse has got a better voice than me. The only thing I have left in my life is to conduct numerous shenanigans. <laughs> so he discovers the horse can talk. He says, this is brilliant. You're coming back. We got to, I don't know, I don't know. This horse is talking. Right, let's go back. So the horse overhears this hot stock tip, okay? And... <laughs> phones it in, phones it into Bobcat Goldthwaite's dad. Says, I got this hot tip for you. 
um, buy this. So he thinks it's Bobcat, buys it. Oh my God, you're a financial genius. It's Wall Street. You're seeing all these stocks. My God, you're the hero of the company. So now suddenly he's the apple mm-hmm. of everyone's eye and it's the best thing. Then the horse eats these oats and he goes, these oats are brilliant. Buy stocks for the oats. <laughs> That's right. Buy stocks for the oats. Oh no, the oats are laced with some rubbish. Company tank, stocks tank, bobcats out on the street. Oh no. Yeah, but he realizes oh now no. he was duped. So if you have yes. a horse and now you need to win back your company and the love of your life and all your credit, of course you're going to enter the horse into a horse race. So he makes a bet. If my horse can beat your mm. horse in this race, I win all your horses, everything's reversed. And um, this is what happens. So in the final race, of course, the horse he can talk. He talks all the other horses out of finishing the race. He wins. Happy ending. Bobcat Goldthwait is the hero. <laughs> and the whole thing what about this. What is this movie called? I'll tell you now. The whole thing about this is a running okay. gag because the horse has got an overbite. He's got messed up teeth, right? Okay. He wins the final race by opening his mouth and sticking out one of his skew teeth or one of his misshapen teeth that gets him the photo finish that wins. So his messed up teeth, they'd be making fun of the whole movie. The movie starring Bobcat Goldthwait and John Candy as the horse is called Hot to Trot. Because <laughs> I heard you, I heard you trying to find, oh, let me Google this. You'll not find it unless you know oh, what to look just for. Just hot, sorry, sorry, sorry. Hot to Trot 1988, because you'll find other stuff. You'll find how to how to trot. <laughs> I don't think I've ever even heard of this movie. Oh, Never my. mind, I definitely haven't seen it, but I have not even heard of it. No, I remember watching this piece of shit. It was how so good. How do great. you find these things? Basically, Dory, I go to anything that says worst pictures, Razzie nominations, <laughs> and I go look at those. Literally, I don't even know how you found these things. Oh my God, it is such a rubbish movie. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwait hates it. Also, what interested me is that, so you've got John Candy as the voice of the horse. You got Bobcat Goldthwait with his weird voice. And then you got Gilbert Gottfried in this as well. You know, <gasps> Gil- he's in it no. as well. He's a vet or de- uh, he's a doctor a, person. A trio of weird voices. And I was like, oh my God, the scene with them, you you want to block your ears. You want to turn down the volume, put on the subtitles. You do not want to listen to Bobcat and um, Gilbert Gottfried talking to each other. It is rubbish. Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, Bobcat Goldthwait goes on Gilbert Gottfried's podcast, by the way, years later. I didn't even, I didn't even know this thing existed. And they talk about the movie. Yeah. Which is, what a piece of shit were we in? And Bobcat says, you know, I hated that movie. He says he cannot work with animals to this day. He says because of the way they treated the horse on that set. Oh, um, no. Yeah, so I don't he, he that. said, yeah. So he said, like, they before the scenes where the horse had a talk and then they'd keep, like, dubbing it so his mouth moved, they'd hit the horse in the face so that his mouth would react. <gasps> so, yeah. So oh, he, no, that's so horrible. He's like, no, this movie sucks. Is this the movie that, that spawned that whole no animals were harmed during the blah, blah, blah? Let's SPCA just say this thing. movie does not have that at the end of it. So I don't know if it was like a. So. Um, yeah, but it's the reason that they had to start having that at the end of it. They had to start having SPCA people on, on movie sets. I would mm. not be surprised. That's horrible. I would not be surprised. I mean, there is a um, scene where they get a blow up horse for Don to satisfy himself because he's a horse with needs oh, oh, uh, and yeah, there, okay. yep, there is a massive blow up horse 
and there is suggestions of an animal orgy. Um, Don the horse is alone in his very fancy apartment. All his animal friends come over, dogs, pigs, these geese, ducks. There is hint that there's been an orgy. (laughs) Oh, my God. It sucks so bad. Your movie sounds worse than mine by far, by the way. Oh, no, it it definitely is. It definitely is. Are they at all the things that a promotional 1-800 number that you could phone and John Candy would tell you jokes as the horse? Um, they asked, they asked everybody, oh everybody over the years, why did you do that movie? And they just basically said, cause they paid us a lot of money. <laughs> and then, and then how much, I'm sure it didn't make a lot of money though, did it? Or it would have because people loved Bobcat from the police academy movie. No. So, so people would have gone. It's yeah. one of those that opened, I think it opened on weekends of Rambo or Rocky. It opened up against really uh, $9 million budget made 6 million back. So, it's tanked. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. If you had to try pirate it, that actually your VPN would block you to go, no, no, no. We do not do shit like this for you to download that. Fuck is, it, is it on YouTube though? Is it like a YouTube? Um, there's a German version. There's a German okay. version. Yeah, there's a German. It's oh, the, no. the version dubbed into German is there. Um, I found mine. <laughs> I, I had mine. And uh, it's it's not good, but f- there is a fascination to it. And Bobcat's hilarious. That's why I watched it <laughs> at the top. Yeah. I just thought there is nothing funnier than Bobcat. And then after that, I went to go listen to Weird Al Yankovic. So you just quite understand the um, sense of uh, humor level of n- nine, ten-year-old me. So that's Dory's movie, Weird, the Al Yankovic story. And then my movie, Hot to Trot. Um, the horse... Mm. In Hot to Trot, sexier than Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al. So take that to the bank. Mm, possibly. <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen the horse. We're, we're so mean to poor Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. We are so mean. You haven't That's seen the horse. Not. But anyway, <laughs> that's my mm. movie. I have not. I will not prejudge. Oh, my God. What a nightmare. Um, Andrew Ridgely's back, Dory. Andrew Ridgely. Guess what he did this week? Has he ever been away? He's never been away. No, but he goes quiet. So the last we heard of him was over European summer. He was cycling across well, Europe. Well, he's got a new girlfriend. Of course, he's going to go quiet on the on social media. Uh, he's busy. Yes. In real life. He pops up this week. Have you ever listened to uh, Sounds of the 80s on BBC Two? With Gary I Davis? have w- dipped in once in oh. a while, yes. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Lots of music. It is. Um, it is. He's pretty good. And uh, he has this feature called... Um, my my 80s, okay? So he gets people from the 80s and they basically talk about their songs that they released. So Dory, firstly, so um, Gary Davies has been around for absolute ages. On the running order, I've put a photo of Gary Davies in 80s pomp with Wham. Look at him. Look at Gary Davies. We'll put this I up. see it. He's so great. I, I mean, <laughs> he, is, he is more 80s than Wham. <laughs> He is more, and we're talking like when George Michael had Princess Diana hair. That is, and George Michael's not, his shirt isn't buttoned. It's the middle of the day. His shirt's open. And Gary Davies is more, he's got the blow-dried perm. Like he is the epitome. I mean, his hair is, his hair is a thing of beauty. No, it's great. (laughs) So now you look at him now, still looking pretty good. Still looking in shape. He's probably like in his 50s now. Mm. Looks in shape. So he runs this 80s show 
and he gets artists from the 80s to talk about their songs. So on this, we'll post the link up. It's only... Hang on, that sounds familiar. Isn't that something that... Oh, wait, we've done that. Yeah, except we, <laughs> except we don't talk to the artists. We just make up stuff. <laughs> we have some interviews with artists we and do. we talk about their songs a little bit, but we mostly just, you know, we just about ourselves and ourselves. how much we love their music and what their music means to us. We've made it all about us. I suppose he maybe is a little bit more yeah. more selfless in what in his endeavor so the but one, i think he still stole the idea from us okay he definitely even did. If he did it first yeah he stole the idea from us yeah no he obviously retconned yeah. it so so the way they do this is that yeah. uh he gets <laughs> it's pre-recorded with andrew ridgely and he basically gives an intro with a little five minute pl- five ten second play out of each song so they talk about young guns yeah. edge of heaven um where's this thing gone um careless whisper and you can listen we'll put up the link listen from 44 minutes onwards Okay. Purely just to you because we. I mean, I'll, I'll probably listen to the whole thing. Okay. I'll listen to the whole thing. The music's cool. Like yeah. the, 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 the first four mm. songs he plays, Rocket by Def Leppard, Relax, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, I Could Be Happy, Altered Image, <laughs> and Simple Minds, Don't You mm. Forget About Me. So like that's first oh, five songs. I mean, songs. winner. Yeah. Winner. Winner, right? Yeah. Um, because Andrew Ridgely, we believe that he speaks like an Enid Blyton character. He says the sentence. <laughs> He's the owl. He's, He's the owl, owl from Enid Blyton books. He speaks like an owl. <laughs> he says the intoxicating power of filthy lucre. That's what he says. That's what he says. He doesn't say greedy. <laughs> we went in for the money. Amazing. We, we were enticed Amazing. by the intoxicating power of filthy lucre. God, I love Andrew Ridgely. <laughs> I love you, Andrew Ridgely. Come on our show, please. Please come on our show. Just, just, just do it. You can do it. You can do it. Honestly, it's it's we, we, we don't bite. No. Like hey, he'll on, just, he'll be protected. He'll be protected. He's sitting in his lovely manor, his countryside manor. He would have been fresh from a ride, glistening. Oh my word. This is this is why he won't come on the show, Dory. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly why. <laughs> he will not come on the show because you have described him as glistening and I have described him as an animated owl. Yeah. We're lost. <laughs> but, with so much love, Andrew. So with so much, much love so from much both love. of us. Honestly, so like, you love. don't understand. It is really a lot of love. Before we go, just one quick thing. And we've spoken so much shit today. It's almost time to go. Dory, it's your birthday soon. I found a gift for you. Mm. The John Hughes, <laughs> Hughes, Hughes mixtapes. The John Hughes mixtapes, right? Demon Music wow. okay. is releasing... Life Moves Pretty Fast, the John Hughes mixtapes, the first official compilation of music from the movies of John Hughes, okay? It's a four-CD box set, 74 tracks, music from Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, National Lampoon, 16 Candles, Weird Science, Some Kind of Wonderful, Planes, Trains, Automobiles, She's Having a Baby, The Great Outdoors, and Uncle Buck, okay? Hmm. I mean, so that is the CD version. There is a 6LP version, and there is a cassette tape version. This is what dreams are made of. Have you seen the lovely little box? It comes in a beautiful box. I fold it out. I haven't, but I shall look right now. Yeah, we're going to put this up on that uh, 80 show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's amazing, Dory. That's amazing. You know, this. I think I need to track down a, a working cassette player because yeah. that just takes me back. Yeah. You know. 
I mean, look at that cassette tape. I now have a record player, which I have not managed to actually use yet. I don't even know if it works properly, but I own one in my house. So, mm, you know, vinyl's also good. Okay, that's good. This is, this. you know, he really did have good songs in his mu- in his movies. Like, he had good taste. No, I mean, music. they've got the track listing here. I mean, there's OMD, Oingo yeah. Boingo, Psychedelic Furs, Lick the Tins is here, Susan Vega, The Specials, Jesus and Mary Chain, Ray Charles. I mean, so not just, you know, 70, uh, 80s stuff, but he, his, his yeah. music was such a character in all of his films, though. So that's why you think about it. I mean, really was. His, his music was just another character as he put his finger on the pulse of Molly Ringwald. No, 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 no. The finger of the pulse of teenagers I- at the time. <laughs> I'm going to ignore that. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so that is what actually, I did the other day. Yeah. I actually just rewatched parts of The Breakfast Club again the other day. It's good stuff. And it's so good. I just, I, I don't know what to say. It's so good. It's so good. Watch yourself, Breakfast Club. Don't watch my movie. Maybe watch Weird and Weird. Yeah, Watch Weird Al, but don't expect it to be a normal movie, and you'll probably enjoy it a lot more. Expect the weirdness, and then yeah. maybe you will enjoy the weirdness. So it's a parody. It's a parody. Expect a parody. It is indeed a parody. Yeah. Life moves pretty fast. The show moves pretty fast. Dory, what a week. Everything you've sure. heard on the show, That 80 Show SA on Facebook. I end off asking Dory, what's the favorite thing you learned in this week? So much facts we shared. I mean, I learned that you know what an encyclopedia is. <laughs> knowledgeable. I just care not to use the knowledge. <laughs> I just care not to use the information. <laughs> I, I interested in encyclopedias, which I would not have expected. Um, I learned that there is a dude who can look more 80s than Wham in a photo, which is awesome. Yeah, that's good stuff. And I learned that not even a talking horse can save some movies. <laughs> Oh, yes. Um, listen, I really, I actually got to be honest, I regret watching that movie again. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> oh, shit, that's there. You watched it again. <sighs> OMG. Oh, yeah, this has been that 80s show. Thank you very much for joining me, Dory. Goodbye. Bye.